welcome to the golf show. I'm Sam McKee, uh, joined shortly by my good friend Brent Gunning. Maybe we'll see if we can get the technology figured out. It's only been three years since we uh, did a pandemic, so we should be able to get this working from home situation figured out. Coming to you live from a dreary, rainy Toronto this morning. Um, I feel for you if you had a tea time that you were looking forward to all week. It's been a really um, great sort of stretch of weather here for golfers for an early spring bonus. Last week, I got out a couple times and the weather was spectacular. There was one day where I legitimately had to put on sunscreen. I think it was 28 and sunny. So it's been a good stretch for that. But now, you know, a lot of courses starting to open up and people are getting really excited about maybe your local course, maybe your country club starting to open up. I've heard tell that some of the Toronto City private courses are starting to open up. And uh, today you have your first Saturday and it's just a washout. I went outside this morning to grab some coffee. Absolutely not pretty out there. So it's a uh, good morning to sit in, listen to some golf, get some get some errands done. And tomorrow's supposed to be a little bit nicer. It's supposed to be around 10 degrees and sunny tomorrow. So I got a tea time tour myself at the wonderful Lakeview in the west end of Toronto. So we shall see what the weather brings for the rest of this week. So you see if you can get some golf going. So welcome to the golf show. I'm Sam McKee and I'm happy to be with you. So one of the things that we are going to be doing this morning is once we get Gunner. Hey, Gunner. Here. Hey. How are you, buddy? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, always fun flying by the seat of our pants just to touch uh, on this. But yeah, happy to be here with you, bud. Oh, uh, I so I'm, I can't see you anymore. I can figure out no. what might have been happening. I'm understanding now what was probably happening. So um, it's, nice to, it's nice to hear your voice. I was just waxing poetic about how... Um, the city of Toronto saw some wonderful weather uh, last week, and then this week it turned into winter again. But I was saying that there's a lot of – I've heard some intel that there's a lot of Toronto city courses, the private ones, are starting mm-hmm. to open up. And today might have even been opening day for a couple of them around the city. And you get all excited about your local course opening up, and you get the weather that we have today. It's just awful out there. So if you are getting juiced up for some golf, you got to wait for another day. Tomorrow's supposed to be 10 and sunny. I got a tea time at Lakeview tomorrow afternoon, which I'm really excited Ooh. about. So, oh, yeah, Gunner. So this, the, the golf season has arrived. So what I was about to tee up, and if you will allow me to continue to drive this bus yes. since you uh, were not here at the start, we love doing this. We did this at the start of last year. If you're driving around, pull over and text us. If you're a passenger in the car, text us. If you are listening on your uh, radio at home, text us. What are your golf goals for the 2023 season? Uh, I'm always interested in hearing what people, the different levels of golf of people that listen to the show. So if you're listening, text 59590. Uh, you can tweet me at Sam A. McKee at Gunner SN590. Is that your, still yours? At Gunning, Gunning 590. At Gunning yes. 590. Gunning 590, uh, tweet him, and uh, we'll talk about some goals on the show today, Gunner. Do you have a personal goal for the 2023 Toronto, uh, sort of the golf season? Yeah, re-rack the tape. Exact same goal I had for the 2022 golf season. We got to get sub-90. I don't need I don't need 82. Mm. I don't need 81. I need 89. I need my birth year on the scorecard when I'm done around. That is the thing that I absolutely must have happened for me this year uh i mean there's other like you know more succinct goals like i need to drive it better but it's all leading up get me sub 90 has to happen so, what about you i 
I love that. The it doesn't matter how they don't draw pictures on the scorecard, which is one of my no. favorite things to say. Just get you below ninety, Gunner. I gotta tell you, buddy. We've been playing golf together for six or seven years now, maybe eight years. I don't really know Feels how like long. It, yeah. It's been a long time that we've been playing golf together. The improvement I've seen in your short game over the last five to six years has been monumental. I'd like to chalk it up straight up to the Kirkland wedges. You are a <laughs> uh, you're a nipper around the green. The way you spin it, it's absolutely beautiful. So I, I think that goal is attainable this year. I really do. Not- not to pat myself too much on the back at all, but I yes. hit in the first round of golf I played yes. in months and months and months the crispiest, clippiest wedge yes. I have ever yeah. hit in my life. It had side spin, back yes. spin, tour sauce yes. on it, which I did not account for because I cannot do that all that often. So the shot ended up okay, but the way it looked, there's no pictures on the scorecard. I wish there was a picture of that one. So yes, uh, big shout out, Kirkland Wedges. Yeah, and uh, big shout out Kirkland Balls too because that's all I play yes. now. Uh, <laughs> just I'm a full Costco, uh, full Costco golfer. Uh, you asked me my golf goal for the season, Gunner. I would like to finish the year with a single digit handicap. Love that. I have gotten into the single digit handicap range uh, last year. I think at one point I had it down to nine point five. I was smoking hot, and. I would like to sustain that. And I think the way that I'm going to sustain that gunner is I may make a little bit more of a conscious effort when possible to practice. I would like wow. to do a little practicing, not with the driver, not the range. I, you know, I, I've come to understand what my long game is going to look like. I really, really get that part of it, but it's the short game. It's the wasting strokes around the green. It's the unnecessary Ooh. flops. It's the getting too cute. It's those kind of things that I do that cost myself strokes. So that's what I'm going to be trying to focus on. A little bit more practice on the short game and try to get that handicap down below 10 by the end of the season. So there you go. Guys. So here's so here's my question for you. You know, you're a big tournament golf guy now. You have a title mm. to defend out in Alberta. Oh, I know. I know. How, does the, how does the cap, like, you know, we would never – ever say anyone should play games with their cap because we know that's never happened in the game of golf before but how do you you know justify those two goals you want to be in the best position possible heading in to defend your title but you also want to get the cap where you want it and you know the better the cap is the harder that will be for you well here's the thing gunner since i won the third flight i have to go to second flight so regardless of what my cap is doesn't matter there we go so i'm gonna be playing against guys like when I played in that tournament last year, the range, I believe, was from 8 to 11. And I went out there as like a 10, just over a 10. And then now, I think the, I think it's like 4 to 8 guys that Yuck. I'll be playing against. So I'm going to be <laughs> flying across the country to get absolutely decimated in flight two. But it's a great tournament. So uh, shout out to Lacombe Men's Open. I wasn't expecting to talk about that this morning. But yeah, uh, looking forward to getting my teeth filled in by excellent golfers. I'm looking forward to getting my teeth filled in by less than excellent golfers. So I think I'd rather uh, what, what's coming for you than what's coming for me. Uh, but, you know, and I'm just telling you this now. This is like pre-production meeting on air. Mm. We're going to have to get our man, the doctor, uh, our mental coach on before that. Oh, uh, just to, that to prep us for, for tournament golf. So, yeah, uh, our doctor, uh, he's going to come on, our mental coach, uh, later on with us this summer. Later on today, you mentioned our, our guy, Adam Stanley, going to join us. I don't know what his goals are. Like, because he's, he, I don't even know how much golf he gets to play. He's That's new dad. 
he's new dad and traversing the continent covering Brooke and everything else wonderful going on in the game he's like he's such a big star he's doing commercials for bc golf now so i don't know maybe his goal is just play seven times or, or something along uh, yeah. along those lines so i look that, forward to that's talking exactly to later on that's exactly what i was gonna say for stanley's goal get to play golf more than five times <laughs> I, I can't believe how much the looks I would get from people when I was out early COVID golfing and they're like, I'm sorry, you have a how many month old at home and this is your what <laughs> round of the month? Uh, so yeah, I uh, very, very lucky in, uh, in, in that regard. Yeah, please hit us up on the text line, 590-590, include your name and location. Uh, love that. Always want to hear everybody's goals. Uh, for, Already got the one in there. Season. Hit, hit us up. What do we got? But from a nameless texter, put your name. Mm. We'll read your name on the radio. So put your name. It drives me nuts. Break 100. So break it 100. Gunner, that was the goal of yours for a long time. And you, sure. blew, and you blew past that, baby. So now we're on to 90. Yeah, we are. We're on to 90. And it is amazing. Like once you... Once you traverse it, once you're able to get past it mentally, it's like it just melts away like butter there. And, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I can't tell you how many people have sent to me the 20% of golfers break this, X percent of golfers break that. And look, when you're outside of that number or you're right on the cusp of it, no one wants to hear that, oh, you're actually in 37% of golfers. You just want to get to your number. So love that goal. And the good thing about that goal is, it can come quickly. Like, it can kind of sneak yeah. up on you just getting rid of the dumb mistakes or the, the duffs and those kinds Spe- of things. Speaking of speaking of dumb mistakes and that kind of thing, I was watching a reel on Instagram of Willie Zalatoris talking about how mm. he lowered how, – how you can lower your hand. I know exactly the one. Yeah, I've seen this. Did you watch this clip? It's yeah, brilliant. It's about – if you are in the sort of, you know, 7 to 12 or 7 to 13 range of, of handicapper, which a lot of people, that's a pretty, you know, normal sort of range for mm-hmm. some people, is getting to the green as fast as possible, getting to the middle of the green as fast as possible. He said the amount of strokes you waste when you're trying to, like, go right at the pin. And I do this all the time when I go out there and, you know, it's a tucked pin and I got, I got a gap wedge in hand. I'm like, oh, that's an easy, you know, 130. I'm going to try to just put that right beside the pin. You end up yanking it. You short side yourself. And you talk about eliminating doubles. That's a great way to think about it. Don't worry about the pin. You can maybe two putt. Worst case scenario, you three putt and you make a bogey. But the way you start making doubles and triples and stuff is you're short sided on, the, on, the, on a tough pin. You put one yeah. in the trap in a tough spot. So if you can search that out uh, somewhere on Instagram or just Google Willie Zalatoris uh, lowering handicap, it's an excellent like two-minute clip of him talking about ways and tips to do it. I, I loved it from him. Yeah, it's really good, and he does kind of break it down for each subsect of it, right? Like uh, yeah. for the area I'm at, he, he nailed it. I got to get off the tee. The amount of times I'm just dead in the water off the tee and I'm scrambling and guess what the scrambling goes just fine but if you were instead of scrambling hitting from the middle of the fairway or at least sniffing the fairway I would go a long way and then just know the other thing I'd say is just like know what your game is right I am a big time fader when it's good slicer when it's bad so if I'm looking at a pin on the right side of the green I'm saying to myself let's just play at the back left part of the green and if you end up there, great. And if you do fade it like you normally do or you slice it a little, you got all that room to wor- work with on the right side. So, yeah, 
yeah, uh, not that anybody needs uh, tips from me. Uh, a little more common co- or a little more capable uh, coming from you. But yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's uh, always fun, and that that's the thing. The amount of I don't know where what your like golf chats are like, but I literally this morning was just going around with buds doing this exact thing of like, all right, what do we want to get this year? How are we getting there? What's the plan? Like, it's it's so fun. There are a few friendships, you know, like we all have buds we play hockey with, right? But you would oh, never, yeah. I don't know, maybe you would, but I think it would be insane to text your hockey bud and be like, I'm really trying to work on my backhand. You know, I've been thinking, never just you go out there and play. Years. Never. But you know what we've all heard is, oh, I've actually been going left-hand low on my putting. Or oh, yeah. try cross-hand. Well, actually, if somebody ever tells me to try cross-hand chipping, I'm going to send them to a shrink before we work on anything on the green. Wow. But it's just such a part of the, it's such a part of the game and why we love it. So got a couple texts on the text line here, which I love both of them. Want to get them in here before we transition to the PGA. Uh, hey, guys, it's Ben from Smithville. I want to break 100. Last year, I shot in the 120s. I've been golfing for two years. First round this year, I shot 105, starting on a good yes. foot. Nice job, Ben. That's excellent. Um, stick with it. It does get easier. I promise. It really does get easier. Uh the fact that you stuck with it after shooting 120s for a full year, you're a better man than I. All right, what do we got here? I'm in the same well, boat quickly, with quickly on, oh. quick, Quickly on that, I just want to say that, like, yes, amazing. There's going to be a round of 110 around the corner, and you can't make that think that you've undone all the good work. Progress is not linear, okay? Yes. 97 is lurking for you 1,000%. You go out there and keep playing, you're going to get it. But a one ten is lurking as well. Oh, and you yeah. can't let that that let that disappoint you, buddy. The first round we played together this year, I shot ninety six, and I'm like a ten yeah. handicap. So like they're I they're mean, always clipped, there. Yeah, you, you only you only clip me by like three or four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm in the same boat with Gunner. Shot eighty nine once last year, but was given a mulligan, and I can't just Ooh. I can't accept it as truest breaking ninety. So going for love a legit eighty nine this year. P.S. Love the real Kipper and Bourne show. Chris from Aurelia. Thank you. Really appreciate that. We're having a blast on that show right now. Oh, my. We've got so many texts. All right. We'll get the PGA and we'll then we'll read some more texts later on in the show. All right. I I just I love that. That guy's honor. Chris and Aurelia, yes. you said that guy. Yes. Get that guy in a jury. I, uh, maybe that's way too much work for him. I don't know. But that that guy is a man of honor. Love that he has done it but does not count it because there was a mulligan involved. Love that, love that. Uh, getting to the PGA Tour. Yeah, and please keep the text coming. This is our favorite part of the show uh, is interacting with you guys, 590, 590. Uh, PGA Tour. So last week, not this week. The Zurich, it's a team event. It's weird. I clamor for team golf, and then every year team golf comes around. Nice, and I go, eh, I'll, see you la- I'll, I'll see you later. Okay, there we go. You said it. I, uh, I'll probably agree. Last week, though, Matt Fitzpatrick, they got a Ryder Cup finish going on. Jordan Spieth is having to quiet the gallery because he's such a man of class and honor as they're chanting USA at Fitzy as he's trying to tap out. And then he just drops his ball, I'll say, uh, to right on the table uh, with putting it to, what, uh, three, four inches of the cup on the final playoff hole there, just nuking Spieth. What an awesome finish to that tourney. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of that tournament. I, you know, I wish it wasn't what I wish they chose the Canadian Open as the elevated event over that because the week after the the week after the Masters having an elevated event is downright insane. But I thought that it it delivered. I, you know, that's just we've talked about it all year with these elevated events, Gunner, just the strength of uh, field, the finishes that you get, the names that you get at the top of the leaderboard, like 
those two guys are two of the you know hottest guys on the planet in terms of how good they're playing. And Matt Fitzpatrick, how, how does he ever hit a bad shot with that golf swing gunner? It's, I don't know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and I loved the – what's his caddy's name? Oh, my God. The guy that like he had never won – uh, it's gonna drive me insane. Yeah, I know. I know you're talking about it. I I, I can't remember the look that he gave the camera right before, um, right before Matt hit that shot to like two inches was one of my yeah. favorite memes going around. It's just like he's like, <laughs> I know what's about to happen, and he hits it to two inches. So, I, listen, we talked about him uh, as a an elite dork after watching the um, elite after watching the the the, the Netflix documentary. But man, this guy is quickly elevating himself into you know the the short list of guys going into big tournaments where he's going to be in the favorites when it comes to the PGA Championship. Like, what is his odds going to be heading into that? You know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty to one. Like, he's now in mm-hmm. that range with all the big boys in the world. What an excellent performance from Matthew Fitzpatrick. His foster, his caddy's name is Billy Foster, by the way. Duh. Thank you. Uh, in terms of Fitzpatrick, it's fu- it's just funny watching him and Spieth battle because it's like same same, right? Uh, they both wear Under Armour. They're both kind of dorky, except yeah. Fitzpatrick got in the gym and can drive it past Jordan Spieth now. God, if he would have won, he really does. Like he did all that speed work, and kudos to him, guy. He this is uh, I'm going to sound like I'm 97 years old right now. He mm. chased distance the right way. So many oh. guys, and I'm not. I'm not talking about Bryson. Guess what? Bryson chased distance the right way because he went farther than anyone's ever gone. And he built it up slowly over the course of years. And that's exactly what Fitzpatrick's did. He didn't say, okay, I got to add 50 pounds of muscle this summer and I got to jump my club head speed, speed 10 miles an hour this week. He slowly went about it. I know when he won the, the U.S. Open last year, they were talking about whatever the swing training aid he was using. He's gone about it the right way. And then you just see he has all the shots in the bag from a guy who wasn't able to smash it the way he can now i also know he just loves it there i don't know if he still has it but for the longest time his driver head cover was the lighthouse from harbor town still is okay like he just loves that place yeah and we literally had to hear uh, honestly maybe 50 times over the weekend that his family used to vacation there it's like (laughs) oh my god we get it like it's a super popular (laughs) vacation spot like oh wow it's like it's like close to Myrtle Beach, right? Yeah. Wow. Whoa. What an incredible thing for you guys to when they, keep talking about over and over. When they like, get a fact, care. when they get a fact on a golf broadcast, it it'll never go away. It's like we were talking about with Liv uh, a few weeks ago. It's like they had Buddy drinking the beer out of the shoe, and it was like, uh, quick, I don't know what to do. Uh, shoe talk. Here we go. And it's like it was the exact same thing with Fitzy. Guess what? Liv uh, had this family. weekend. They still had. They had. I saw shoe? from Liv. I saw a clip from Liv this weekend. Guy chugging out of an Air Force One. So they're they're, they're doing that again. The shoe tour. I love it. Hey, man, you got to find some way to brand yourself. Uh, I was going to sneak this in later. Quick Liv update. Gucci man himself, Taylor Gooch. Ten-shot lead heading into the final round. What's going on? Uh, Have you seen the crowd Uh, uh, this weekend? Yeah. Liquid out there. (laughs) It is a... uh, I was just going to say, like, it is a, it's a, it's a, it's a licked up crowd. They're, uh, they're, they're after it down there in, in Australia. Yeah. It's nice. Like, it's nice to see that it's getting supported down there because, you know, it's the biggest star of their tour is probably a, you know, 
he's a country hero won the open like he's a hugely popular athlete down there so like that's a pretty big chance like imagine the live tour came to canada and Corey connors had just won uh the open well forget that that. forget that it's like they have team australia right like leishman is on the same team as him it'd be like connors and and hughes yeah oh man we'd be Uh, yucking it up so we don't don't need to do more i don't oh why would you oh i don't even want to think about that our great canadian men over there no thanks i love them on the pga tour uh i did want to i can't believe i'm about to do this Mm -hmm. i wanted to come it's tough for me to even say come to the mic with these words and say it i want to come to the defense Patrick Cantlay. Is that a weird thing to say, especially this week of all weeks on golf Twitter, Sam McKee? Uh, Proceed. (laughs) Okay. He has been eating it from everyone in the world. From golf sickos who watch every round, you're locked into the par three at Augusta, you're all the way to, you know, you're even watching the team event, okay? He's been eating it on pace of play from those guys. He's also been eating it from a guy who watches nine rounds of golf a year and goes, oh, this can't lay slow as molasses out there. He has become the poster boy for slow play. Now, I want to be clear. I don't actually feel a lick of bad about this for Patrick Cantlay, because if there was anything remotely interesting about him, we would focus on that instead of just that he's the slow play guy now. But my goodness, there's a lot of slow guys out there, but if you t- if you if you react only to what we see on golf Twitter, you would think Patrick Cantlay's the only guy and everyone else is playing Kevin Na speed golf out there. Yeah, um, it's tough for him because this is legitimately his identity. This is the only thing that differentiates him from, you know, average golfer A or average golfer B. Like, he's not really, like, he's also really good, so that people, that should probably, you know, differentiate him. But, like, he's just not exciting. There's not one part of him that's exciting at all. But, man, you see these clips that are floating around all these Instagram accounts now on with, like, how long it's taken him to hit a shot. Like, you oh, saw I that one, the, you see that one where the punch out, shot did you see yes that? yes where it took him like two and a half minutes to punch a ball into the <laughs> middle of the fairway it's brutal but i think we talked about this on our master's recap gunner when this conversation was really hot in the streets after he almost made the master's champion finish in the dark because of how slow he played <laughs> there's no like call him on it do something about it this guy's playing for millions and millions of dollars bud and guess what he's allowed to grind if you're not gonna call the clock on him if they're not gonna do something about this on the pga tour then it's just too bad you're not gonna he's never ever gonna change why would he like this is his routine this is what he does it drives me absolutely insane i've been sent some clips i can't even get through them i can't even make it to the time (laughs) he swings the club like it's like one of those you know when you see those videos are like, oh, I got paired up with this guy, and he takes like 45 yeah. seconds to hit the shot. I can never get oh. through those videos, and I'm the same way with Patrick Cantlay. Like, it's really, really hard, but until the PGA Tour gets serious about this, literally nothing will change, and you're right. He is eating it on behalf of every other slow player on tour. Like, that's Sam Bennett on the Sunday at Augusta. <laughs> he escaped. He escaped way more criticism because of how slow Cantlay played. That kid was just as slow as Cantlay, if not worse. And everyone's like, boy, that Cantlay, he's like, the people like to, to pile on him because he's so boring and so uninteresting. That's what it is. Like, you people know, are like, you, this is our chance to go after a guy that like brings us nothing in an enjoyment. 
The only cool thing he ever did was when he slayed Bryson at, what was it, the BMW in the playoffs that That's one of the best year. playoffs of all times. Unbelievable. Yeah, and guess what? And guess what? It should have been four minutes faster uh, because the both of those guys grinding over over oh, everything. Yeah. But I'm with you. If the rule, if you're not going to enforce the rules, you can't get mad at him. The other thing that Patrick Cantlay needs in his life, and I don't know what his uh, family or marital situation is, he needs a used golf fax two seven eight nine three or whatever the numbers that are after it in his life, like Patrick. She's been has. hot Just reason, some, right? just some. Ano- yes, yes. Just an anonymous person that we all know who it is. Just coming to Patrick Cantlay's defense. Maybe he should just use golf facts. Is it's working out fine? Maybe there's already they're already defending a Patrick. Maybe he just like enlists their services or something because he needs somebody taking up for him. And I. I can't defend Patrick Cantlay. I'm saying it's wrong, but I refuse to be the person leading the charge. If this guy even had braces like Fitzpatrick, like there's just, there's nothing. He's got to go polter with tartan pants or something. He needs a defining feature other than he is slow as dirt out there, but it's cast in stone now. Until there's another slow guy that comes on or until Cantlay has some incredible finish that he's not taking a thousand years to play, we're always going to do this with him. So I, I don't feel particularly bad for him, but I did have to point out the uh, the hypocrisy. I completely agree, Gunner. I, I couldn't have right. better myself. Uh, quick little update. Brooke Henderson, she uh, she had to get her butt out of bed early this morning. Uh, she Her round was suspended due to darkness because she needed a ruling. And uh, well, if the ruling goes anyway... She probably brought that anyway, on herself. She well, I was going to say, she, plays she does too. If we're going to talk about slow play, she is right she there rides. with it. Uh, and she needed a ruling last night, so she had to come out, finish her round, does so with a bird. She is now tied for fourth, just two shots off the lead at the Chevron, first major on the LPGA season. So, uh, you know, we got nothing but love for our girl, Brooke. We got nothing but love for Adam Stanley, and he's just plugged in on Henderson, the LPGA Tour, and everything else. We'll talk to him about that. We'll see if he feels sorry for Patrick Cantlay and uh, take a look at what's coming up in the golf season with Adam Stanley. You're listening to The Golf Show on Sportsnet 5.9 The Fan. More Leafs, more Raptors, more Blue Jays. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Golf Show continues. Brent Gunning and Sam McKee here. Sportsnet 590, the fan. As I threw to break just before, the muscle memory clicked in of Maple Leafs Radio Network, but we're not doing that right now. Uh, yes, but Leafs are always, always on the brain uh, with me and you as well, I know, Sam McKee. So uh, we've, we're doing this as much because we love doing the golf show as much as it is like basically therapy uh, on Leafs game day to make us think about something else uh, for at least one hour. And uh, hey, keep the text coming, 590-590 on the text line. Include your name and location. I see a few there. We're going to read some before the show is up asking you what your golf goal for 2023 is and uh, very, very happy to be joined by a guy you're going to hear tons of. If your goal is to hear Adam Stanley, you're in the right place. Uh, Very happy to be joined by the content beast himself, Adam Stanley. Stanley, how you doing, bud? There's there's just so much happening, but here we are, game three, Leafs game day. Love it. Love to see it. Love to talk a little golf first, ease our way into the afternoon. Should be amazing. Yeah, it should be. So we were we were joking as a guy who works as much as you do, travels for work, and new baby. 
is your goal just to get to play golf in the year 2023? <laughs> like, is it that is that way too simple, or is that exactly right? I heard so I heard you do the do the soft lead into the text line, and in my head I was like, yeah, auto. That is exactly my response. <laughs> I would just <laughs> like to play. I would like to play more than one handful of rounds of golf this uh, this year. Now, I will say. Usually my golfing happens in the fall. We talk about this a lot. Fall golf mm-hmm. remains totally and utterly undefeated, certainly here in, uh, in Ontario and, you know, across this great nation. But last September, I had the kid. So since we're not doing that again this year, <laughs> at least, I should have September and October pretty open to, uh, to hopefully have a few games uh, in, the, uh, in the queue. So, yes, the short answer to your question is uh, hopefully just play a little golf is my golfing goal for 2023. Uh, that's awesome. And, uh, hey, uh, you know, if you need, like, uh, you know, like the, the parent community to help you out, I'll <laughs> gladly write a form letter. Uh, we can send it to, oh, your, to your lovely uh, other half there. Uh, whatever we need to do uh, to get you on the course because I want to hear the compression, <laughs> Stanley. And, yes, you're right. Fall golf remains undefeated. We get to wear our vests. There's, there's nothing like it. Uh, even better. I won't say – I would say she remains undefeated because uh, even Tiger Woods wasn't that. But our girl, Brooke Henderson, we got to start there. She's two off the lead at a major. She is ripping driver off the deck. I just <laughs> love her. I don't really have a question. Here she is. She's doing it again. You are as plugged into that family as anybody in Canadian golf. Uh, I would imagine the answer to this is no. But are you at all surprised to see Brooke uh, where she is after a couple of rounds? actually i would kind of say yeah a little bit just just based on based on how she has played to this point in the season we've had a couple of uncharacteristic kind of efforts from brooke henderson after the win at the beginning of the season first event of the year uh, i was there and she was dialed like it was a it was an impressive uh, output of golf from brooke henderson at that first event the tournament of champions you know considering everything that happened in the offseason the change of equipment etc 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 um she had uh, you know her wisdom teeth taken out she had that upper neck injury or upper back injury lower neck injury excuse me she had to recover from that to come out first event of the year and to win that was impressive then we didn't really see all that much from her when they went to asia she missed that cut in arizona and then even in uh, hawaii last week she finished tied for 11th uh, a very solid result, but a little bit, you know, she wasn't she wasn't all that tight. So, you know, again, she she was 41st in in fairways found uh, so far this year. The greens and regulation not that great. She's she's about 40th in driving distance as well. So everything has been just a little bit off for Brooke Henderson to this point in the season. But the thing is, law of averages, it wasn't going to last for very long. It was gonna that wasn't going to last for her because if you're just a little bit off and yet you've got to win and you've got another top 15 finish and you kind of keep putting yourself in the mix, you know, just getting one of those things better, either finding more fairways, finding more greens or making a few more putts, uh, then you're going to find yourself near the top of the leaderboard at an event. So uh, the fact that Brooke has indeed, you know, put a little bit more of her complete game, her tee to green game uh, together this week, that part is not that surprising, but her body of work up to, this week, you know, would kind of lend itself to thinking, well, we, we could kind of go either way this week. So uh, we were talking about golf goals. My golf goal this season is to swing the club like Jessica and Nellie Corda because, <laughs> yeah, oh my God, good goal. I just, though I was texting to you about this yesterday, but the action on the LPGA tour, 
it is such a delight to watch any LPGA tour event because it's all just tempo goals all over the place. It's unbelievable. I just, I love watching it. Yeah. And I think like for, for male golfers who are, you know, even single digit handicaps, um, you know, all, all the way up to, you know, 20 caps or whatever it may be like, the, the women on the LP, like this this uh, golf course, they are playing it at 6,800 yards. Like that's a pretty lengthy golf course. And for, you know, certainly weekend warriors and even guys who are, you know, seven, eight, nine handicaps like yourself, Mr. Sam McKee, I think maybe mm-hmm. you might even be a five or six. I don't know. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm selling yourself short. <laughs> but um, regardless, 6,800 yards, like that's basically what we're out there, what we're out there playing. And, and to see, you know, Nelly's action, absolutely world-class. Like I would stack up, they both have basically the same swings, but, you know, when we think about Nelly Corda, world number two, um, you know, her, her golf swing, you know, it makes the rounds on social media for, for a lot of reasons. But the, the most important one of that is, you know, it looks as good and is in, in the slot, in the position the idyllic position, you know, unlike male, female, anyone else in the world. So, yeah, Nellie Corda, Jessica Corda, Lydia Ko didn't really have a good week. Like, all these women have, you know, just that metronome back forth, just absolutely Tempo town, perfect, baby. Perfect tempo. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. They are all the mayors of, of Tempo Town there. It's it's just <laughs> it's quite relaxing, quite honestly, like not uh, not to say it's not exciting or anything like that, because it is. But man, just watching it. Metronome is the perfect way uh, to describe it, because, yeah, it is. Uh, it, it is quite clinical there. You know, something we were talking about, and this was more coming out of the backs of the masters and everything. And I want to be clear, I don't feel too bad for the guy, because if he had one other defining personality trait, this wouldn't be brought too much on him. But. Patrick Cantlay apparently is the only slow golfer in the history of mankind. Have you seen this? I, I it seems like everybody, <laughs> news. everybody has decided, I don't know. What was it? Five years ago. I remember at the waste management and JB Holmes was, it was there oh, late. And that was the day where golf decided he is the guy. He will wear slow play for the rest of his life. <laughs> and I, I know he's not dead, but he's no longer a guy we care about all that much. And now it's Patrick Cantlay. It just seems like there always has to be one guy who wears this. And I, I don't know that there's anything Cantlay can do about it. But And again, I don't feel too bad about him or too bad for him about it. But it does feel yeah. a little unfair that he's the guy who has to wear the mantle. Because let me tell you, a lot of slow guys out there. Yeah, I think a, a lot of really good points there. I think that Patrick Cantlay gets gets a, a lot of the brunt of it because the guy's also a top five ranked golfer in the world. So if he's you know even sniffing the top of the leaderboard, he's going to get a, a lot of TV coverage. And you know because of that, it, people are going to kind of bear witness to his slowness a lot more than someone else who, who's who's much further down the leaderboard. The other part of it is that because Patrick Cantlay is a top five ranked golfer in the world, he gets trotted out to the um, you know pre-tournament press conferences. And he gets asked about it. And when he gets asked about it, he fully admits that he is a slow guy. He's on the slower side. He's always been that way, et cetera, et cetera. So, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it's not all that surprising that he has to be the guy. Someone's got to wear the hat. But um, I, I would also agree with you wholeheartedly that there are plenty of guys out there who are deliberate in their routines. Um, I think the PGA Tour is a little bit on fault for this, too, Um Somebody asked about the pace of play at the Players' Championship earlier this year uh, because, you know, full field, they still weren't able to get, you know, round one in even though there was perfect weather and and blah, 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 blah. And and that all of a sudden became a notable thing because they had had that issue for a couple of the events on the West Coast. 
And the guy who's the, the rules referee on the PGA Tour was like, well, our time par is, you know, four hours and 50 minutes. And at this point, I mean, we're words people. We're, we're, we talk for a living. But even us can do the simple math that if you've got 144 <laughs> times four hours and 50 minutes, you're not going to get the golf round in. So, um, you know, does the PGA Tour kind of hold a little bit of the responsibility? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it is the players, and, and they have – they're the ones who are hitting the shots and, and trying to decide what to do about it. You know, some of these women as well, we're talking about their uh, their swing tempos. They also have aspirational pace of play. Like, Nelly, they can't, the camera guys can't even get on her fast enough. Oh, she, I remember a playoff a couple of years ago, and she looked like she was going to throttle our beloved Brooke for, for grinding <laughs> oh, yeah. out there. And Jess, and, and Sam, to your point about Jess Cora as well, like, she was the same, you know, with um, – she was in with, with Brooks Group and with uh, Atita, Fick, um, the, Atita the, uh, the Thai golfer as well in their, in their threesome. And, and, you know, they got to 17 and it was dark. They got to 18 and, and Jess was the one, like, pushing them along, being like, we got to finish this thing. So, um, yeah, you know, back to your point, Gunnar, about, about Cantley. He's the guy for right now because he's the best. <laughs> and, and basically he's the one that, that has the biggest spotlight on him. But, yeah, you're right. There, there's a lot of slow guys out there. But, again, I, I think it's a bit of a trickle down from the PGA Tour. I think if they set the time bars a little faster, uh, the guys would follow through on that. So uh, from Cantlay to one of the guys who was barely able to win the green jacket because it was the sun went down after chasing uh, Cantlay around the whole day is John Rom. And I don't know if you could have a better two weeks. I mean, I know his start of the season was unbelievable, but then you go for him winning the Masters, you know, defending the PGA Tour's honor by taking down one of the live guys in Brooks, talking about talking about how everyone at Harbor Town deserves to see the Masters champion. That's why he didn't pull out, finishing top 15 at that tournament, then going into the broadcast booth and putting on an absolute show in the broadcast booth. It was just unfair how good he was immediately. I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? Like people kill their whole lives to sound half as good as you and you're just breaking everything down. I, I don't know if I have a question here, but like John Rom, John Rom effect. Well, no, but John Rom's just ability to carry the torch for the game of golf and the PGA Tour right now, he's putting on a show. It's been unbelievable, Stanley. Yeah, and I think the it's going to continue next week, too, because um, uh, next week on the PGA Tour is the Mexico Open. Uh, there is one golfer in the top 50 in the world that's playing that tournament, and it's John Rom. And he's defending did he, his title. Did he win it last year? Yeah, 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 he, won, he, yeah, he yeah. So the tournament made its debut last year. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. There's two. Him and Tony Finau are the only two. Um, it, my my point still stands, though. He uh, could have very easily, uh, you know, taken this week off. Said, "Hey, I, I won the Masters. I know I'm defending. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'll make it up to you. I'll come back next year and I'll do it." Um, but he didn't. He's going to go play. He's going to go do that. Uh, he's going to go do it. Same thing, probably that that is is hooked on on why he's there. It's the fans, you know, you think about all the young kids, they're, they're going to want to see the Masters winner. They're going to want to see someone come in there, defend this title, regardless of what happened in the 12 months since since then. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was talking to somebody else the other day, and, and maybe you guys can jump in as well as it relates to, you know, who's holding the flag. But for so long, you know, Rory, Rory did it, and Rory continues to do it, and Rory is so pro PGA Tour that it's very much like, yes, we know. And you have also won a lot of golf tournaments while doing that, but we got it. Thank you for for everything. But then John Rahm comes along, and he's also very much pro PGA Tour, but he has never once 
you know, he's always kind of admitted like, yeah, our, our schedule would not be the same without the live guys. Um, you know, our schedule in the fall needed a bit of work and that wouldn't have happened without the live guys. Um, you know, the competition at the masters was great because of the live guys. And then all of a sudden, you know, people who are on the live side, on the PGA tour side, you know, Jay Monahan, Greg Norman, whomever it may be, um, you know, they're all, they're all thinking like, yeah, John Rahm is, is, has kind of, gotten to uh, the top of the mountain as it relates to just the global voice of, of golf. Um, and I think that that is not a bad thing. Um, you know, a global player, a global voice, a guy who's won, a guy who says all the right things, whether it be in the broadcast booth or at the, uh, or at the press podium. Um, and yeah, moving forward, it's going to be fascinating to see if anybody can actually beat this guy. Cause Oh, by the way, not only is he good with words, He's pretty darn good with his golf clubs, too, and is number one in the world and doesn't really show any signs of slowing down right now. No, he, he doesn't at all. And, you know, I know you mentioned Finau is going to be there, but we, we all watch Netflix full swing. He's just going to be building sandcastles with his family. Guy doesn't even care about the game, okay? We, joking. I'm joking. Okay. That was the narrative they were saying the whole show. It's like, this guy doesn't care about golf. He doesn't even try. Uh, yeah, and uh, just last thought on uh, the the uh, the golf tournament in Mexico. Uh, thrilled for John Rahm that'll be there. Thrilled for all the people there. Gutted for me that it is no longer at the wonderful Golf Club de Chapultepec, which I, uh, I love absolutely that adore down there. So a uh, little crushing for me, but I I like all those points you bring up, and it is kind of interesting the old compare and contrast with Rahm and Rory. Right? They're not saying all that different things, but no, Rory was very right. combative about it, and Rahm seems to be. From from more of a let's all let's all sing kumbaya and get this together you you guys are wrong but let's all sing together now it, it does seem to be so yeah it's uh it's very interesting and look you win a bunch of tournaments a major the major among them all you get to be the guy you know me i love rory more than anybody but rom's <laughs> the guy right now until someone takes it from him uh stanley absolutely loved getting you on always love chatting with you bud and again if you need any need any help words of wisdom yeah. encouragement to get you I, out there before the fall i'd love to help i have a couple <laughs> things to say to stanley before he goes go oh, go okay. go, go brook go go leafs go those are yes. the two things i have to say yeah. to you these are the, these are the two things we need in in life. It looks like Brooks going to be in the second to last group today with Patty Tavitanikit and Nellie Corda. So that should be an excellent little uh, a little segue. They finish at six p.m. Eastern. That moves right into the seven o'clock hour for Leafs and Lightning. And who My knows for both of you? Because you guys have been absolutely crushing it on the Leafs side of things over the last oh, year or so on the radio, and I uh, I can't I couldn't be more excited for the both of you. So good stuff by you guys. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, bud. Uh, there, there you go. Oh, get us our Stanley. Masters hats, too. Soon. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, yes, chief content and merch. Looking getter. right at them. We got them. Oh, oh, there he goes. Adam, Adam Stanley. Love, love, love getting them on. Uh, and if you, uh, you want to listen to me try to suppress a heart attack live on air, Leafs and Lightning tonight. Sportsnet 5. We got the game. Fan. Extendo pregame starting up at 6 o'clock, me and Gordo. Uh, so we will have plenty to break down listen. there. I don't care that this is uh, the <laughs> golf show. Quick Leafs take. If the Lightning put out that same decor tonight, Leafs are winning this series. So that I am too afraid to no, speak positive words about it, uh, but I echo all of that. And just to let everybody know, to pull back the curtain a little bit, when we were figuring out what we should do this week, we both said, let's get Stanley on because I don't have the bandwidth to think about much else right now. So <laughs> no. there we go. So we got, uh, we got Stanley on. So, I know, I, I know you liked me mentioning it there because I love golf club, do Chipotle I know you do too. Oh, it's a, such a great course. And it brings back the memory 
of one of Tiger's greatest shots. Oh, the uh, slinger that, that, out of the bunker. Yeah, with that, like, you know, salmon, even lighter than salmon, pink shirt on. And he, like, brought the hands oh, way yeah. around. Yeah, Looks like was he like... was in a sword fight by the end of it, <laughs> the way he's holding it off. Oh, and, God. The, cl- and the ball hits and just shoots straight right. I guess we should so probably good. mention Tiger Woods going under the knife. We probably should. Uh, looks like he won't be teeing it up at the PGA, um, I think. Or maybe ever again. Well, that's the thing. I, we do this all the time with him, and I don't, I don't ever change my opinion on it, that we're not until it is so dead and gone. Like, there's not going to be a big press conference at Riviera or Augusta mm-hmm. or Torrey or whatever the place that's holy to him is where he says, thank you for everything. I am now a retired professor. Like that's just, it's never going to happen. And so we're always going to live in this wishy washy. Is this the final one? Is this the thing? And it, that's the saddest part about it. Would, would there be anything better in the world than Tiger Woods announcing this is it retirement tour? I'm going to Asia. I'm going to Europe. I'm going to go. I don't care. Go have some, go make up some event that we could play at the old course so I could go there again, but it'll never happen because you won't let himself admit that it's done. And that continues to be the saddest part about it all. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't have said it better. makes me sad. So let's read some texts. Please, uh, let, let's do it. I'll, I'll jump in here. Matt from Richmond Hill. My goal is to get my handicap from a seven to below a five and break Whoa. par for the first time. Stick over here. Previous low was 73. Two less hooks off the tee. Two less putts in a round gets me there. This guy knows that, exactly what he needs to do. It's so true, man. That's, that's, the, that's the perfect thing. That, I've said this before on the show. And I'll say it again right now. That's the beautiful thing about the game we love so much, Gunner. This guy is nasty at golf. Like, really good at golf. And uh, have I lost Have I lost you, Gunner? Are no, you I'm still here. There? I'm here. I'm oh, I thought, you, I, thought, I thought you were moving your mouth and you were gone. Um, I, that's why it's a perfect game. This guy is legitimately excellent. He's got a handicap from seven to a below a five. You are better than a lot of golfers in the world. But it's like, <laughs> still need to be better. You're never perfect. Like never. you could like uh, Patrick Cantlay is trying to shave two strokes around off his game. Like it's just, if that's why it's the perfect game. I got another one here for you. Yep. I love this one. 2023 golf goal is to get continuity across the bag. I have mismatch, a mismatched bag of clubs and more importantly, shafts that need to be sorted out. That can help me finish the, sing- the season in single digits. Okay. Ken, and that's from Ken. I don't know where you're at, Ken, but thanks for the text. As a man who has recently got fitted and purchased new clubs, you did. I it watched. Makes, it makes it. It makes a huge difference. It really does. If you are financially able to pull it off, I highly recommend it. Even getting the same shafts or getting new grips or doing that, like that stuff, makes a huge difference. And having clubs that fit you right, you're going to shave a stroke or two off your handicap. There's just no question. I help it help me. I shaved a couple of strokes off my handicap. Even the placebo effect. Real, really does help so uh well, i highly I'd recommend d- that for just Ken. one other thing that it doesn't and this you know it doesn't have to be that you mentioned grips there for so many people they would be helped out i know myself when i went from a standard grip to like a mid more of a mid-size like uh, it's mm. the in between of the jumbo grip that helped me a lot and so hand size could have a lot to do with it it doesn't need to be the full bag tweaking that you sometimes think of where you're going oh my god what am i getting my head what am i getting my head around financially here could be a little tweak uh, with something like that 
So yep. uh, love that. Uh, do you want to read the unhinged one from our uh, yes, from our man? Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. I I'll do. let you do the honor. Uh, from our boy Dan from the Bridge, who has been a loyal texter to every show all they've done on the weekend, which I really appreciate. <laughs> love both of you going to a goat ranch in Wyerton on May long weekend <laughs> with my mom's boy toy. You two are invited. I'm Dan good. from G Town. I oh. love being invited places. I'm good. I love Wyerton, buddy. I'm a big Wyerton guy. There's a course in there. Wyerton Willie guy or. No, Wyerton's a cool little town. Like it's on I the know, way just, to I, Well, buddy, I'm not. I'm not knocking the town. I'm just saying, like you know, that's I'm kind of their of the thing. Name. If Dan from G Town could text in the name of the, the course there, there's like a, a course that's like right along the water that's kind of on the escarpment. Mm, like that. I haven't played it since I was a kid, and I used to drive out there with my boy Donnie, and we'd play it. I can't remember what the hell it's called. It's gonna drive me nuts. It might not even be there anymore. But it's a really cool course. So. Uh, look for a course on the escarpment, Dan, in G-Town. It's not even a goat track. You might like it. So there you go. That is, uh, that, that's awesome. Uh, we didn't even mention it because, as far as we're concerned, barely exists. Uh, there's a team event going on this week. Every year uh, I say, every year I say I'd love team golf, and then every year this event rolls around, and you I know, go, next year. You know, you know what you like? You like the Ryder Cup and President's Cup. It's pretty that's sick. what you like. Yes. And which is at the end of this year. We're in a Ryder Cup year, which is going to be an electric oh, factor. And in 2024, we get the President's Cup at Royal Montreal. Montreal. With Mike Weir leading the scrappy band of internationals. It's probably probably to a loss, but that's okay. Is uh, the Ryder Cup this year is in Paris or Rome? Paris Rome, sounds Paris sounds. Or was right it Rome last time? I don't uh, know. I, not not was... to do Ryder Cup. Oh, go ahead. I think Rome was last time. I'm pretty sure it's Paris this go around. Not to do Ryder Cup takes in April, but <laughs> I know I know Europe never loses in Europe. Uh, I'm just looking quickly where it is here. Marco Simone Golf and Country Club is where it is uh, in 2023. I, I they're gonna have a tough tough time. It's near Rome. They're gonna have a tough time beating <laughs> the states. I don't care where it is. Wyerton Bluffs Golf Club. That is exactly what it's called. Thank you for the text. Wild course. There you go. No, no bluffing about how good it is. Uh, love getting Woo. you on the text line. Love hearing from you all. Thanks to our man Adam Stanley and our man Derek Brendeo. Talk to you all next week. Go Leafs go. It's the golf show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.